All right. Good evening, Grace Point. Anybody else out there listening? I'm going to go right into prayer and get right at it. Father, thank you for the Word of God, both the written Word and Jesus, the living Word of God. Father, open our hearts and minds to grasp what you want to say to us. Help us be true students of the Word and help us to be disciples, that we hear the Word, it gets into our heart, and we do it. I'm praying for grace on all my hearers today, Lord, and on me, that you'll give us the ability to hear and the ability to see and then to act on what we know, the courage to act on it. Father, thank you. I know you'll do it because you want to. It's your good pleasure to give us the kingdom. Amen. Jesus' name. All right, we left off. I think uh, last Thursday, my message was Jesus being Jesus, and we're going to continue to watch Jesus being Jesus tonight. So go with me to Matthew chapter 9, and I believe I'm going to pick up at verse 27. When Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him And Jesus said to him, do you believe that I am able to do this? And they said, yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, according to your faith, let it be to you. And their eyes were opened. And Jesus sternly warned them, saying, "Uh, see that you tell no one, or that no one knows it. But when they had departed, they spread the news about him in all the country. Okay, so we'll stop there for right now. All right, so Jesus had left doing miracles. Now, one thing about Jesus, he's very consistent. I don't know how many of you out there have seen The Chosen, but on The Chosen, you see Jesus and his team, and they're going out, and they're preaching the gospel, and they're healing, and it's their daily mission. And that's Jesus' mission. That's what he's called to do. So he's out here with his team. He's preaching the gospel, and he's healing. Healing is part and parcel of the kingdom of God. Wherever the gospel is being preached or wherever the kingdom of God is expanding, you should see healings. And I mean anywhere. Denominational churches are not excused from it, and Pentecostal churches aren't excused from it, charismatic, full gospel, any other kind of church. It goes part and parcel. They go together. The kingdom was announced and miracles were done. Okay, so we should be seeing the kingdom in some, in some measure. So that's what Jesus is doing. That's his platform. It's never changed. The Bible says that Jesus Christ, think about this, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13, 6, maybe? And uh, he never changes. You even see in the Old Testament, he's revealed himself as I am the Lord that heals you. He rolls on in the Gospels. He's healing. And then there's promises of healing in the New Covenant. In fact, even in the book of Revelation, it winds up saying, The leaves on the trees are for the healing of the nation. There'll be no sickness in heaven, no pain. It's going to be totally wiped out forever. Not not even a possibility of it in heaven. So Jesus is on his mission, which is announcing the good news of the kingdom of God, him and his disciples. He's training these disciples, and then he's healing the sick. And nothing's changed. It's still our mission to this day to follow in the steps of Jesus. And so this guy comes to him, and it's interesting All these people are coming to Jesus. And as I mentioned last week, that is their faith. Their faith is coming to Jesus. That's your faith too. When you get saved and give your life to Jesus, you come to Jesus. 
whether it's an altar call or somehow God touches you and you respond to him, someone on the street preaching the gospel, it doesn't matter. At some point in your life, the gospel was preached to you, the good news about Jesus, and you came to Jesus. You ever heard anybody say, we need to have a come to Jesus meeting? Well, they don't mean the same thing as a guy announcing the gospel. When people say we need to have a come to Jesus meeting, they're talking about judgment. There's something bad's going to happen. That's just the opposite of the gospel. A come to Jesus meeting is when you receive your salvation, whether it be eternal life or healing, whatever God wants to do in your life at that time. So all these people are hearing the good news about Jesus, and by faith, they hear about Jesus and they come to him. And I want to get this through to you again tonight. Your faith is coming to Jesus. Now, there's a little twist on this because when we go on into the Pauline epistles, we go on into the letters, we see who the church is. Actually, Christ lives inside of us, so we don't have to go very far to find Jesus. He's right inside of us. So our, um, we cannot look to Jesus physically like they did. They physically came to Jesus. But as a Christian with Christ living in us, we need to look to the Word of God. We need to look to the gospel of our salvation and declare our faith in that because Jesus is not here physically. He's here by His Spirit now. He's here in His Word. But they had Jesus physically, and they came to Him. And Jesus always, 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 always rewarded people for their faith, which is coming to Him. Remember, I quote this scripture almost every week. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a what? You know, I keep preaching it. He's a rewarder. You, you can't seek God without being rewarded. You can't knock or ask or seek without being rewarded by God. That's God's nature. He rewards us when we do these things by faith. So here this guy comes, and notice, he asks for mercy, and he calls Jesus the son of David. That's a messianic title. You need to write that down if you don't know that. Jesus is called the son of God. He's called the son of man. We, uh, Ezekiel was called the son of man. <clears throat> Daniel talks about the son of man. That's also a messianic title. But uh, other people besides Jesus are called the Son of Man in the Bible, i.e. Ezekiel. But here, the Son of David, Jesus has that messianic title. So this guy is declaring, not only is he putting his faith in Jesus as a prophet, but he's putting his faith in Jesus as the Messiah. Did you get that? You need to get that. He believes that Jesus is the Messiah, son of David, have mercy on me. And of course, Jesus knows that. And so <laughs> this is what I really think is funny. It's almost like Jesus doesn't do much with them because he goes into the house. And that's just like Jesus. He'll do that sometimes. You'll see him in different situations where he's ignoring people. And he's really not ignoring people. I think the Lord likes persistence. In Hebrews chapter 6 I think it's verse 12. I'm not 100% sure, but it says that through faith and patience, talks about how Abraham uh, inherited the promises through faith and patience. 
The Lord oftentimes um, is going to test our perseverance, our endurance, or our ability to press through for a miracle. So sometimes when you don't immediately get what you're asking for, use that as an opportunity to persist in getting your miracle. So Jesus, to me, it looks like he just keeps walking. He goes into the house, and then they follow him into the house. I love that. It's like those people that dropped that guy through the roof. Jesus loved that. He saw faith in that. Jesus loves to see faith. He does. So they come into the house where Jesus is at. Then he questions them further, and he often questions people. He asks them the perennial question, do you believe that I am able to do this. Boom. He wants to know. Do you? And they say, uh, yes, Lord, we believe. Yes, Lord. That's all Jesus needs to hear. Out of the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. And, and that means eternal righteousness. But righteousness is, is um, standing right in the presence of God. It's being made right. That can be righteousness in your body, righteousness in your mind, righteousness in your spirit. It's righteousness, God's kingdom, righteousness. So you believe in your heart and you're made righteous and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you are saved. So they said, yes, Lord. And then he touched their eye. He releases the anointing because he's the one that has it. And he says, according to your faith, let it be to you. Now, what do you think happened? Their eyes were opened. And then Jesus told them, don't tell anybody. And of course, they went out and they departed. And there's some thought that Jesus told them not to tell anybody. But really, you know, he knew that they would. Um, just it's human nature that he knew that they would. And he probably wouldn't have got upset that they did. And other people think, no, he really uh, didn't want people to know about it because he become so famous that people would throng him and he'd never get any rest or he wouldn't be able to do his mission because people would be following him everywhere. So there's people debate about that. I think he knew that they were going to announce it. I think it was the Father's intention that they would announce it so the crowds would come and Jesus could preach to more people. Anywhere there's miracles, you're going to draw a crowd. Eventually, people are going to find out and it's going to draw a crowd. But so Jesus rewards their faith. And I want to reiterate that again. Folks, Jesus will always reward your faith. If you find that you don't have faith or you're lacking in faith, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You need to spend time in the word and in prayer, time in the presence of the Lord and allow him to activate your faith so you can put your trust in him for what you need. He is not afraid to answer your needs. Last thought, and then I'm done. I've already gone over a little bit. In James chapter 1, verse 2, James says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Uh, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So here they had to persevere a little bit to get their miracle, oftentimes we have to persevere. We have to count the test and the trial all joy, knowing that the testing of our faith is going to produce patience. And that patience, if we let it work in us, is going to make us complete and entire, lacking nothing. So don't despise the test. Don't give in when it seems like you don't get what you pray for the first time 
or it doesn't happen immediately, if you put your faith in Jesus, he will never disappoint you. It's impossible that he would. And I'll end right there for tonight, and we'll pick up right there next Thursday night. All right, God bless you.